50 from goal, Roll. Sidestepped. He takes on McAvoy. He was tripped. Should have been a free. Goes for oh, You are kidding me. Rock's got five. Oh, who the hell is Rock? Here comes Parker. No, it's the Rock. Picked it up. Spun around. He's at the Rock. I think it was the Rock. He's got six. He's got inside 50 men everywhere. Finds one. Ronky. A record-breaking Benny Ronk with 10 tackles and a scintillating bag of seven. Lights up the G and once again, the Mighty Bloods come from behind and knock off the Hawks. This is True Bloods, the number one Sydney Swans fan podcast. And today on the show, we'll be discussing our review of the glorious eight-point win against the Hawks, the preview of the next game this Saturday night at the SCG against Fremantle and everything else Sydney Swans. My name is Tom Flanagan and I'm joined tonight in the Podular Media studio by Madison Clark and Ben Andrew. How are we, fellas? What a game that was. Benny Ronke, you little beauty. Yeah, bloody oath, Tommy Benny Ronk. Not much you can, uh, not much you can go past there, isn't there, Mads? I'll tell you what. Uh, it was a very dreary and standard Melbourne evening, but uh, pretty chilly, pretty chilly out. I think we were all very up and about, and I was a bit of a hindrance to some Hawthorne supporters in the MCC. But uh, good to hear, just the way we like it, Mads. Is there any better place to beat Hawthorne, really? No, there's not. Flashbacks. Six years, I think I was having. Tommy? It was very much like that, wasn't it? There was wasn't a it? lot of 2012 grand final about that performance on Friday night. And it was just brilliant to watch the, the desperation and that, that just in, intense attitude that the boys brought to the contest all over the field. The whole 22 stepped up. It was well, just brilliant. I mean, the thing was, we turned up. And we so often, especially early in the game, we don't turn up against Hawthorne. 22 of us turned Correct. up. Correct. We were, across the entire field, we were a better side. Yeah, and that's what you have to do to beat Hawthorne on the MCG. Um, you know, Hawthorne full stop. Yeah, no exactly. Where you are. Exactly. They've towed us up the last couple of times, even though it was only sort of six points. They, they've certainly had the wood on us. Um, and to come out and give a, a total team effort was very, very encouraging. Quick shout-out to, uh, to Horse as well. Because oh, yeah. he has been outcoached time and time and time again by Clarko. Not this time. Credit to him. He just went in there and played it different. Played it different. We were playing uh, keepings off. Yeah, correct. We were chipping it around. He sure did play it different. And he moved a couple of things around, which I loved. Ollie Florent to the defensive midfield slot was fantastic. Pushing up through the wings. It balanced balanced out the ball movement in the back half and also gave the midfield someone to look back to uh, coming out of the contest. And I reckon he really enjoyed having that extra half a second that you get in the defensive half. Isn't he coming along nicely? Oh, he's, he's beautifully scintillating to watch. He, he's just magic when he's yeah. up at his best. Dan Robinson. Dan gone, Robinson. Gone inside mid and actually yep. played, realistically, the best game of his career. Yep. 100%. 100%. Easily the best game of his career. Great jobs by Hewitt and Cunningham going to Tom Mitchell and Isaac Smith. Oh, limited I, them severely. Isaac Hewitt. Smith's been in such good touch. And, and I think for him to go and do a job like that, like he's been generally unstoppable. The last couple of weeks. Yeah, he's been really solid. And it's been it's really solid. Been fantastic. And George Hewitt. God, what what more can you say? I mean, he's been out of touch. Um and we I don't think we knew if he could he could do the job, but he, he certainly stood up, didn't he, Benny? He was obviously tuning in last week. <laughs> we gave him a whack. We gave him a right whack. We did. We checked him. And he's come back and he's let us know about it. I don't know if we gave him a whack as so much to say that Tommy Mitchell's had 
an outstanding couple of years for Hawthorne, and he's one of the toughest players in the comp to stop. And George, uh, we, we said, had a couple of down weeks against uh, Bryce Gibbs and Sean Higgins, and we didn't know whether he was fully up to the task of taking probably the number one inside midfielder in the competition in Tommy Mitchell at the moment. But, gee, he certainly lowered Tommy Mitchell's colours. And what I really liked from him is he was able to help us going forward as well. He got involved in the build-up play and, and helped us critically going forward. Yeah, 100% right there with you. Tommy, we... I was just stoked, I suppose. Yeah, well, ecstatic well, he, with, he, uh, Tom with, only George, with George's. I mean, it was half time and he'd had, uh, I think, eight, nine yeah. touches. So like M- he Mitchell really had 20, Smith had 16, and on the flip side... At Hewitt, full time. Hewitt, at full time. Oh, at, yeah, at full time, Mitchell had 20, Smith 16, and Hewitt, on the flip side, had 23, Cunningham had 27 and covered 15 Ks. That's the thing, it's not, you know... 15 Ks. Yeah, it's enormous. It's a handy effort, isn't it? I don't Glorious. think I've moved that far this year, to be honest. <laughs> um, it's it, to stop him and then to go and get his own ball. Again, really encouraging signs. That's the mm. form we want. Harry's in, Harry's in tip-top shape at the moment. Ever since, Pretty much ever since I think it was the Port game where we kind of went, Jets, yep. it's looking all right. I've been pretty happy with, with Harry. And I guess what that shows is it's a blueprint for how you take down Hawthorne in the future. If you can stop Mitchell from getting 30, if you can stop Smith from getting 20, that's half the battle, just about. Yeah, by all means. Um, Jared McVeigh, I was really impressed with as well. Again, a general in defence. Oh, the goodbye tour. <laughs> John Farnham. Johnny. Well, the whole back six was yeah. magnificent once again. They've done it all year and they did it again, despite Gunston and Bruce looming as threats in that forward half. I yep. think we covered most of everything else that they tried and I think that's reflected really well with the inside 50 conversion stats. Hawks Ruffy had locked him out. Yep, he only had one goal for the night, didn't have much influence. Hawks had 63 inside 50s and only converted 37% of those into scoring shots. We had less inside 50s than that, but 56% of our entries turned into scoring and shots. And that wasn't them being wasteful. That was our manic pressure. Our back six. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Absolutely. I'd agree with that. I, for mine, boys... This was the four-quarter effort that I have yeah. wanted to see yep. since uh, effectively the start of the season, since West Coast. Yep. Um, for mine, it, it just reflects our premiership credentials. We went into this game, we were missing Franklin, Reed, and along with them, our forward structure. Yep. We're missing one of our best inside mids in Hanabry. We've got one Ruckman who's lifted in a big way and arguably had the, one of the biggest impacts of any Ruckman on any side He of the just keeps going, doesn't he? Absolutely. And we came up against our bogey side, the Hawks, who have gotten us on the last four occasions by less than one kick. And we come out and demonstrate all the qualities that prove why we're a side worthy of premiership contention. Parker, let's say, hasn't lit up the world this season. He comes out 30 plus. He did on Friday. Two goals. Thank you very much, including the one to put us back in front. Yeah. And I was standing at the bar with uh, with Sammy, who uh, who Mad, Mad's met on. Uh, on Friday night, and he said, gee, you probably don't want a midfielder line out for this set shot. I didn't say anything, but effectively, Luke Parker only missed two set shots last year, and he kicked over 20 goals, so I was feeling pretty comfortable. If you're going to have it in the hands of any midfielder, you probably wanted to be Luke Parker. Tom McCartan. Tommy McCartan. Wow. Now, disposal probably let him down once or twice. But was, you know what? He was under pressure every that, time he had to dispose every of Every time he went to the ball, or the ball went to him rather, he was 
there were two Hawks defenders on him. Yep. We're talking about a first gamer, and he halved the contest, and he brought the ball to ground every yeah. single time. That's what he presented well. He ran. He used. He was actually really smart with how he used the ball. He wasn't in a hurry. He was really measured with his decision making. Honestly, if he fronts up like that every single week, he will be in our best twenty-two yep. at the grand final. Yep, without a doubt. But um, if that's how he fronts up, Tommy and I were speaking about that. If if you're not going to, I mean, he's a first gamer. Let's. You know, oh, you've got to go easy on him. But if you're not going to hit the scoreboard, if you can bring the ball to ground like any tall forward should, like we feel like we've been missing up until this point, that's going to pay dividends at the end of the day. Well, our, uh, need I say, Benny Ronk kicked seven goals. Exactly. Yeah, this because what he did, even at that very first contest where Ronky ran on and kicked his first goal, that ball went straight to a McCartan contest where he was able to bring it to ground in a two-on-one situation. Okay? Now, if I may. You may. My man. Your man. Gary. Gaz. How yeah. many men do you Mate, have? How, how good, how, <laughs> three. <laughs> I've got three. How good, was, how good was that last play to set up the, the Benny Ron? He's in the entire game. That was a four-quarter performance from him. Yep. He, he, he only had nine he, touches, but it was so influential. He was at every single contest. One percenters, tackling, even just providing an option, he was absolutely outstanding. Well, the the manic nature of the whole forward six was just a sight to behold. Yeah. Ronk, Hayward, Papley, McCartan, Towers, Rowan, all of those guys I thought were just brilliant with their pressure. It was inspiring the way they went about it. Um between the six of them, they only had the 64 disposals, but they had 109 pressure acts, and that pressure that they put on the Hawks' defensive half and that combative, competitive persistence that they showed all night, it was just fantastic. And they were clinical with their execution as well. 23 score involvements between those guys when they had opportunities to impact the scoreboard. They did, and that was really important to us getting the four points. That's it. It's pressure inside 50. There were just always numbers around the ball, and they were very clean with it, which we haven't... Hasn't been a trademark of ours this year, which and, was great. And the to see. conversion, the conversion that we got out of Haywood and Ronk, they kicked ten goals straight between them. Haywood, I love Haywood. He's so calm in those pressure situations when he got the ball in hand. Those two goals he kicked in the last quarter, those that composure that he was able to show in those pressure moments. He looked like a two hundred gamer, not a twenty gamer. And it's not just Friday; he's been great all year. He's yeah. just starting to develop that real consistency that we need from him, and it's awesome. Can't wait until he's got a frame on him, and he will. He's barely through puberty, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and, he, and he'll get there, and he'll be a big boy. He's going to be a hell of a footballer. Absolutely. He is already. He is already. Well, he's kicking three against Hawthorne. Well, he's kicking the three gym. pretty much each yeah. week. So, it's, we can, it's really all you want, but uh, Tommy... Well, the third gamer. The third gamer. The big story of the night was the Benny Rock. The rising superstar. The big ticket. He's made his mark. And what a breathtaking, spectacular, scintillating performance it was from the young man, Benny Ronk, in his third game. He becomes the first player in VFL, AFL history to kick seven goals and have 10-plus tackles in the one game. He's the youngest player to kick seven goals since Jeremy Cameron in 2013. He's the first player to kick seven goals or more at the MCG since Travis Cloak in 2015. He's the only swan besides Lance 
Franklin to kick seven goals since Adam Goods kicked eight in round 19, 2008. He's the first one to kick four first-term goals since Barry Hall in 2002. And at 20 years and 144 days, he becomes the youngest swan to kick seven goals in a game since Silvio Faschini in round four, 1982. <laughs> There's an obscure swan for you. Jesus Christ. What a game. Mads, that was my obscure swan for next round. You keep giving them away. <laughs> Um, he was just phenomenal, wasn't he? He just looked yep. like he had the ball on a string. And didn't he look tough as well? Just the way he would stand up in tackles. He got tripped at one point and just ran on and kicked a goal. That That is not what you see from first gamers. It's just not. And he was just, it defied belief. Yeah, no, I was... I think the entire world was not... A, the entire footballing world was not only impressed, but blown away by the composure. Yeah. Uh, need needless to say that that sixth goal, you want to talk about poise and composure. Yeah. He had about four or five Hawthorne players around him, and he literally sidestepped all of them. Yep, and and just blind, blind turned his way into goal. It was ridiculous. There's been a few questions around the traps this week as to how do you actually pronounce Benny's surname, and the man himself had a few things to say in his press conference on Monday morning at the SCG. Let's l- listen to that now. You're kind of amused by the fact that people seem to have trouble knowing how to pronounce your name. Um, yeah, there's actually been a little bit of talk about that. I've had a lot of people ask me how to pronounce it, but I always say it is Ronk, but I'm probably more used to Ronky than Ronk. <laughs> but even if they're wrong, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, no, I'm happy with either, to be honest. <laughs> Benny Ronk there. And uh, so it's either or. Uh, from the man himself. We'll go with Ronk, though, because that I is his so. actual name. I think so. Tommy, um, just on... Boys, on, I actually, I've already given him a nickname. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, you told a good story before about uh, Benny's dad. I'd yeah. like you to repeat that. Yeah, a uh, story came out about um, Benny's dad. He was watching the game in Bali on a TV that didn't have great reception, and he actually missed his sixth and seventh goals because the, the TV transmission cut out. But uh, at the end of the game, he was looking at social media and he was so pumped with his son's performance that he jumped on his bike and had a road around uh, Bali. He was just absolutely loving it, screaming at the top of his voice, <laughs> rapped about his son's performance. So I love that story. Absolutely. I mean, you'd be rapped if... Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure he's devastated he missed the sixth and seventh. But if you if I'm your boy if your boy kicked yeah. one you'd be absolutely over the I, moon. I think Tom McCartan's parents would have been over the moon as well. You oh, know? Absolutely. It's uh Hopefully Paddy took a page out of his book. <laughs> a little bit of work ethic. <laughs> St Kilda yep. needs you now more than ever, Paddy. It's time to stand yep. up, mate. <laughs> um but yeah, you, you couldn't ask for much more from a first gamer, could you? Yeah, it was pre- pretty special. Horse had a funny little story as well about Benny Ronk uh, when he first arrived to the MCG on Friday night to prepare for the game. Let's hear that now. Any three or four gamers get 11 touches and seven goals. Can you speak to that for us? Yeah, I was a little bit concerned before the game. I walked out of the coach's room and um, he was just about to walk in. I asked him where he was going and he said, I don't know how to get out in the ground. <laughs> and so uh, I uh, slipped my mind that he hadn't actually been here. So uh, I hadn't played out of these rooms and um, so to guide him <laughs> to get out in the ground. So I'm glad he found his way when he got out there. Funny little story there from Horse about Benny Ronk. And I reckon uh, that's how you'd be if you were playing your first game on the MCG, Tommy, to Just be honest. buzzing around looking yeah, for the ground. <laughs> what if I told you I'd actually played on the MCG, Mads? Uh, I would probably believe you. My father. Ozkick. Bless him. 
10 years he ran an Oz kick for, got a community <laughs> service award for it. <laughs> Glen Hartley Park, Pressure Park. Very good. And Mighty I Pressure found Park. myself as obviously the son of the person running it. Yes. More so, often than not, I was leading the troops out onto the MCG. <laughs> so I reckon if I was there, I could just... Toss, toss the Benny, coin. This way, mate. This way. Back that way. Were you playing in the sort of middle game with the older kids who actually have the, the jumpers on? Or were, are you talking younger than that? Little red and navy numbers. Yeah. Both. Holy oh, hell. Geez. How many games Multiple did you appearances get? on the G. Oh, Tommy. I, I, I'm telling you, if I ran into Benny, I'd be going, nah, big fella. This way. <laughs> you probably played more games on the Sticks G than that way, mate. Sticks it that way I literally, I literally have I've literally played on the MCG More than Ben Ronke <laughs> Oh boy Boys Luke Parker Yeah there was an yeah. incident out of the game That uh, probably had us a little bit nervous for a few hours there Until we woke up Not in the me. morning Not me that if, that, if he'd gotten rubbed out Football's dead Yeah I'm not going to I'm not going to jump on that. What I will say is that at the game, live in the action, I thought he was going to be gone for two or three weeks because when you saw it live, it looked as, from a distance, keeping in mind I'm on the opposite wing to where it took place, Yeah, it looked like he went straight past the ball. Fortunately, we have slow-mo replays mm. and that works in Luke Parker's favour here. Had his and hands on the ball. Exactly right, exactly right. But it's the fact that he goes down for the ball, but then he kind of leaves it behind. Um, and when that happened, you know, live, in the heat of the moment, it looked it looked like he got cleaned up. That being said, how do you do it any better than Luke well, Parker did? That's, that's very wrong. genuine. You'd, and he was there at the end of the game talking with Impey. Got that's, a nanosecond. That's what I mean. What, what else are you supposed to do in that situation? Yeah. And this was the argument yeah. amongst amongst effectively, you know, football's greats. Ruse and Jared, Tim and Gary t- talked about it yeah. on Monday morning. Um, it was addressed by by many many different people, and Callum Mills addressed it as well. Uh, the, well, uh, another one of the greats, and we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll hear from. Why that, wouldn't he address it? <laughs> hear from your man in uh, well right now about his thoughts about the Luke Parker incident. Is it really about the duty of caring? You've just got to be so careful in how you approach those situations now? Oh, I think you just play football. You know, if those situations arise, they arise. But no one intends to go out and hurt people. It's it's football, it's a contact sport, and it's bound to happen. So we just go out there, and the main message is to play football, go get after the ball, and, and the rest, if something happens, it sort of happens. It just sort of happens. That's footy. Exactly it's, right. It's That's the thing. What, I don't know why... Um, you know the rules committee and umpires and the MRO are so keen on uh, putting players in a position where they will second guess going to try and get the footy. It just doesn't make sense, Tommy. There is a direction around player welfare with respects to later in life. No, I understand. I understand and there's, all, that. there's all of that. I understand that. And but. Also, think about the world that we live in. A bloke that played in the 60s isn't necessarily going to sue the AFL no. or VFL uh, for injuries that he sustained. Whereas in today's world, that's more over the directive. 
yeah. without having to say, hey, boys, need you to sign this document that says if you break your neck and become a paraplegic for the rest of your life, that's not on us. <laughs> They're not. That's not going to fly. Um, and then I think there's a bit to do around also the fact that the AFL is the owner of all the clubs. Yeah. Whereas in other sports... It's privatised. It is privatised. Yeah. Um, I... I'm also on your page, though, Mads. I think that it is a contact game, uh, and I would hate to see it lose that that edge to That's it. That's the thing. I, because, yeah. you know, sorry to talk about the top of you, but I think everyone loved that contest. I know that Impy was in a, in a pretty bad way afterwards, but I think that that contest, almost in many ways, it epitomizes our game. Yeah. It's hard. It was tough. It was two guys going for the footy. That is the way it's always been. Yeah, yeah correct. Yeah, correct. That's, that's it's the game that we've grown up loving, I yeah. suppose, Tommy. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And yeah. and we don't want to see that change. But as you both touched on, there is that protection to the head um, that's very prevalent these days in all contact sports. So. And you don't want to see people get hurt. You just want to see people contesting. Yeah, correct. Oh. All right, I'm going to address the elephant in the room. Are you addressing... Uh... Clarko. Yeah. Oh, get stuff, Clarko. Yeah. Now you listen to Mind your own business. And you bloody listen good. Your football club and their leniency, I will say, towards free kicks four actually coined the term free kick Hawthorne. And now you want to turn around and you want to bloody let me know that my side only beat you because of a free kick that wasn't paid. We got away with blue murder? We got away with blue murder? Rampy and Grundy are good defenders. That's what he's whinging about. Or is it because he couldn't shut down a small forward with three games under his belt that kicked seven goals? A child. A literal child. If he wants to come up and say, you know what, we only lost that because of the umpires, he can shove it. So far up his ass, and he can turn around and walk the other bloody way. <laughs> yeah, suck it up. I'm like serious. Here's here's it. Suck it up. Like Here's it the sucks. thing, though. Here's the thing, though. It's one, those comments should not have been made right after the game. Every every coach worth their salt knows that. You're, yeah, your adrenaline's pumping. You're passionate. You've just gotten beaten by your rivals. Why you'd bring that up, I have no idea. You'd probably wait until the morning, and then if you want to address it, you do. But then for him to have a chat to Longmire, they go, look, agree to disagree. And then he goes and has a sit down with Gil McLaughlin. So inappropriate. It's insulting. Yeah. It is insulting. And now I was listening to Sam McClure on the way home on SEN, and he advised, get this, Tommy, that a memo has been sent around to all the coaches advising to take care when you block players because it will be something that they're watching now. Gil, you can get stuff too, mate. Get yeah. your head out of it too. It's n- not your business. Turn it's, around. It's got to go to, this, you've got to go this to Hayden turn around. This yeah. is an umpire. This turn constant around. pandering Correct. to coaches is ridiculous. Correct. 100%. You turn around, Gil, and you say, whether you're mates or not... Talk to Kennedy. This is not my issue to deal with. Deal with it in October. Yeah. Not now. Yeah, I agree. It's outrageous. Agree. And if you want to deal with it now, deal with it internally and you can whinge to your own bloody 
club. Yeah. Some of the some of the go feedback. rings to Kenneth. Some of the feedback. Yeah. yeah exactly. Go tell Kenneth, and then he can go on three AW in the morning. And exactly. Talk about That's it. that would have been more appropriate. Fun. Exactly. A lot Correct. more appropriate. Correct. Get it. Then you can get some sort of conversation about it with all the three AW callers. Fact, That's fine. It doesn't need to change rules now. It's a joke. The fact that Gill's granted his wish yeah. is an absolute disgrace. It's weak. Yeah. It's, That's what it is. Yeah. Hate it. From the club that had Freaky Hawthorne, the Freaky Hawthorne phrase coined after their preferential treatment over many years. Suck it up for once, Alistair. Yeah. So Alistair Clarkson complains there weren't enough Freaky Hawthorne. That's rich coming from him. Yeah. You seem to be the only one missing the irony that the coach who presided over a team whose fortune with the umpires literally coined the phrase Freaky Cawthorn is complaining about his team not getting enough free kicks to the CEO. That is a little bit of the feedback that came through on Twitter. I mean, stick it with the sun, don't you? Yeah. Honestly. (laughs) You got beaten. You got beaten by a third gamer. It's round eight. Shut up. Take your four premierships and piss off. It seems there's always someone whinging when we're going well. It, it could be about... Eddie Maguire. When, yeah, Eddie Maguire might be whinging that we get Heaney and Mills out of the academy. It, it could be... Can't wait to see what he's got to say about Nick Blakey. Oh, yeah. they, uh, they block us from trading because we yep. use the salary cap given to us within the rules. They to literally... To pick up good players, yeah, which you meant to Outrageous again. Yeah. And then they do it again here. So, and, and they get rewarded. You want to know it's oh. more outrageous? You and I can't claim Nick Blake is our man. Oh, Mads, Mads is already, he's already right. He's already grabbed him. Mine. No, no news about Nick Blake this week, Tommy. No, oh, I'll try and dig some damn. up, actually. All right. Uh, on to the votes. On to the votes. On to the votes. And the one vote this week, with this man starting to feature a fair bit and deservingly so. He was outstanding once again, 24 disposals, eight marks. Two of those contested, five intercepts, 437 metres, gained at 92% efficiency, if you don't mind, at the back. Reg Grundy once again gets the one vote. Reg is becoming one of the most incredible users of the ball in our side. His, <laughs> his disposal efficiency yeah. has been amazing. Yeah. And let's face it, it has not always been that way. Yep. It's something he's worked really hard on, and this year he's just been outstanding. I think he had 95% efficiency last week, 92 this week. Special stuff. Oh, give him another year. Good Lord. Mads, two votes. Two votes. This man featuring as well, a fair bit. Oh, yeah, isn't he? 36 disposals, nine of which were contested. 12 pressure acts, 2 clearances, 6 rebound 50s, 8 intercepts, 6 score involvements. And from a backman, that's pretty bloody good, I would have thought. 629 metres gained at Jake Lloyd, which was just, yeah, 100th game. It seems like he's been playing for a lot longer, doesn't it? He really does. He has been spectacular. Yeah. Absolutely spectacular. Across Across all 100 games. Uh, and I'm really liking. I mean, that's his third or fourth, uh, sorry, fourth or fifth game now with 30 plus disposals. I'm pretty sure. He's just so clean with the footy yeah. though, and he ca- and he kicks so efficiently at full pace as well. That's the beauty of it. He's always in the right spot to receive, yeah. um, and then knows where to go when he gets it. He's mm-hmm. great. I'm not going to harp on too much about the three uh, the three votes because we're just used to it now. Will Haywood, another great game. 15 disposals, six contested. Superstar. Five marks, got the sticky mitts, 16 pressure acts in the forward line. We were talking about that manic pressure earlier. Three goals, nothing out of the usual for him. 
very exciting uh, young prospect. Yeah, superstar Will on the rise, and he's starting to develop a real consistency about him, which we're big fans of. Mads, who got the four votes? That would be a man with 28 disposals, 19 of which were contested, seven clearances, four tackles, 14 pressure acts, and two goals. Another superstar. Mr. Luke Parker. Welcome back, Parks. He, as we said, not lighting the world on fire, but again, just without him, we, we would have struggled in a big way. His, his toughness is unrivaled. And for mine, I reckon he should go toe-to-toe with Nat Fife next week, ideally. Oh, I'd love to see him nice go toe-to-toe. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. I should actually just correct myself. I think I, I thought he had 30-plus, so I did mention that earlier. But yeah, look, 28 and 19 contested, nothing to sneeze at. Nope. Tommy, take it away, mate. Come on. Everyone B- knows who it is. Ronk. Benny Ronk. Love this man. 11 disposals, five of them contested. A team high 26 pressure acts, 10 tackles, and seven massive goals under the Friday night lights of the MCG. Benny Ronk, a well-deserved five votes. I think they would have given him the nab rising star at quarter time. Oh, dead set. Well, that's and that's literally what I said to to Paxi, who you met on uh, on Friday. And I yep. said, well, he just he and, literally just wrapped up the, the rising star. And just on that, at quarter time, if not for him, we would have been in a bit of trouble. He's kicked all four of our goals, and yeah. Hawthorne were playing bloody good footy at that point in time. That f- whole yeah. first quarter, they were they were they were on top of us. Definitely. Yeah, they were. He's the reason that we won. Yep. Take yep. away what he did, his forward pressure. Hmm. Take away seven goals. We got belted. Twenty six yep. pressure acts. It's huge. That's it's unreal. Enormous. It's unreal. Massive. Uh, Heaney, unlucky. Very unlucky. Yep. Heans, Heans very, was very good. So clean in the middle. There were like so many. By the so same many years token. we've looked at Kennedy, and sometimes you just don't notice him. He's in at the bottom of the pack, and he gets those little feeds out. And I think Heaney's occasionally becoming that player as well, where yeah. you just see a handball fly out of nowhere out of this yeah. massive pack of congestion, and it's Heaney just finding a target. It's special. Yep. Yeah, very. Very. Um, Flo- Florent. Ollie. Unbelievable. How do you Mate. leave him out? Mate, Robinson, Hewitt, you could throw in there. Chief. Sinkers. Yeah. Chief, Chief was fantastic. Are you all right at the moment, Tommy? You're saying we haven't really given Chief much of a right? Yeah, no, <laughs> 41. We, we 41 hit out. We called for 40. We called for 40. That's what we said last week. We said, let's yeah. hope that Sinkers has 40 hit out. And he did. We, we no, done that. That's and just, he did. That's just standard for Sinkers nowadays. We don't yeah. have to get around him for that. This is just business as usual. Against, like against the earlier, big boy, though, that's pretty good effort. Like I said earlier, he's a one-up Ruckman and has arguably had the biggest impact of any Ruckman on their team. No doubt. No doubt. Gorn, everyone's talking about Gorn and how great Gorn's been. Well, look how well Melbourne are doing. Yeah. Look what Cal's done and look where we're at. Exactly. Imagine if we didn't have him. That's he, all I'm saying. He's, be, yeah. he's having a chief. mighty year, the Chief. Um, and I just wanted to go over a couple of numbers of the guys who were stiff, to, a couple of the guys who were stiff to miss. Oli Ferrant had nine contested, 23 pressure acts, five clearances and 14.8 Ks. Unreal. And Dan Robinson, 20 disposals, 13 contested, five tackles, two clearances, five intercept possessions at 85% disposal efficiency. Career best game for him. Those guys, I thought, He's deserved that, that extra mission. He's never that clean, Dan. And yeah. it was nah. fantastic to see... Yeah, he, know, he keeps he his spot. In. He definitely keeps his spot. A lot of people are asking questions, how do you develop such a strong list? And everyone looks at the academy and the big-name recruits that we bring in. But um, Horse noted uh, the work that we've done with Kinnear Beats and uh, in the main part has done with recruiting players off the rookie list. Let's have a listen to that now. Well, we've been fortunate that we've had a 
a period that um, a number of rookies, you know, Jake Lloyd was one of the fastest to get to 100 and he's an important player for us. You look at our defence, Dane Rampey, Heath Grundy, Nick Smith. Um, and he looked probably all over the ground. We've got a fair sprinkling of them and, and um, it helps if the leaders are strong and Kieran came through that system as a leader as well. And, um, great to see another one bob up. It's, um, it's an important part of list management strategy. Kenny was generally pretty good at uh, picking those ones, which certainly helps. And, and they come in, they're real competitors. And they certainly are real competitors. Headlined by Benny Ronk, 2017 rookie draft. Tom Papley, 2016 rookie draft. Callum Sinclair, 2013 rookie draft, of course, traded in from West Coast. Uh, Robinson, 2013. Lloyd, 2013. Rampy, 2013. Cunningham, 2012. Huge. Smith, 2007. Jack, 2005. Grundy, 2005. And Newman and Melican, who didn't play on the weekend, they're also rookie listers. So, Kinnear Beatson, well done. That's where wow. the improvement does come from. Well, here's a fun story for you. On Saturday night, I was in a popular venue in Richmond and I got talking to a gentleman who said that he worked for the Collingwood Football Club and he was effectively in their uh, recruiting team and it's his job to sort of point out the kids that have a bit of talent that are coming through, uh, effectively a similar job to, to Kinnear Beetson. His name, I kid you not, is Michael O'Loughlin. <laughs> oh what? He said that everyone was extremely disappointed when they when he arrived at the club and they realised it wasn't actually him. <laughs> it was verified on his license. I was honestly in disbelief. That's funny. That's funny. What a job. I reckon we might take a our first Not break. As as <laughs> <laughs> first break here on True Bloods. We'll be back after this. You're listening to True Blood, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Welcome back to True Bloods. Now in our second segment, we like to do a little bit of social interaction and what we uh, like to really get going is our greatest one of the past 25 years competition, which has been running. The first round is nearly completed. We have one battle left to go, and that will be voted upon this week. But first things first, we'll check in on last week's battle. Oh, and God. we had Kel versus Stewie. And um, Don't look mad, yeah. it was a bloodbath. <laughs> Unfortunately for Stewie Maxfield, it was the great Paul Kelly, 97% of the vote taking down Stuart Maxfield, 3% of the vote. Stuart Maxfield, 200 games, 87 goals. Swans captain, 2003 through to 2005. Defeated by Paul Kelly, 234 games, 200 goals. Swans captain, 93 to 2002. Three-time All-Australian, 95, 96, 97. Four-time Bob Skilton medalist, 92, 93, 96, 97. And vice-captain in the Sydney Swans team of the century. That's unbelievable. Um, That's a hiding. What, so what was the... Um, how much did he beat him by again? Uh, it was 97% of the vote yeah, towards that's, Kelly. Yeah. That's actually probably... Don't look, Mads. Don't that's, look. That's actually probably... Uh, he's, wiped, he's wiped the floor with him. Yeah, yeah. It's ugly. It's ugly. Yeah, it is we, ugly. Love, we love Stewie, but... Oh, we love Stewie. But Kel, he's, uh, he's got the job done again. And the next battle coming up in our greatest swan of the past 25 years competition. It's another big one. Who's going to take this one home? I don't know if it'll be as straightforward as the last couple... 
It is the skipper, Joey Kennedy, taking on the great man, the GOAT, Budwa, Buddy Franklin. Good Lord. Who's going to win this one? Joey versus Bud. I'm not sure. That is actually... So this will be the first close one. This will actually be the first one. could be an upset, just quietly. It wouldn't surprise me. Benny? I reckon Buddy's favourite. Buddy's got a favourite, but I would not... Kennedy's got my vote. Kennedy's got my vote. Yeah, it's it's going to be actually close for it's once. It's a tight one. Buddy's fantastic. Maybe you know, uh, maybe our, our Kennedy delivered as a flag. Maybe our followers won't give you hell for one week, Tom. <laughs> I hope not. Also, in our second segment, we like to do a little bit more social interaction, and we like to do the match reaction responses from the True Bloods faithful on the True Bloods Facebook page. Matt, Tommy, I've got one for you, um, yes, and this is uh, I picked this one interestingly because. This man's name is Link Clegg. That's a fa- Clegg is a famous it, surname. It is, it is, and he's in Swan Circles. That's his. Uh, it's his cousin, right? Yeah. There you go. I asked. Link him. Clegg is Ron Clegg's cousin. Oh, a second cousin or something, yep. something down the line, but uh, definitely in the lineage, if you will, Tommy. What did Link have to say? Link at halftime said, "I haven't seen someone brush tackles and keep their feet like that since Harvey in his heyday," and he's obviously talking about Benny Ronk. Um, and it, it's, it's true, I haven't either. I mean, he was just a uh, very solid man, wasn't he? Yeah, he's got a, a low centre of gravity. And he seems does. to work his way around nicely. Benny, you got one? I do, I do. Uh, Stephen Russell, great win, built around the young guys. Ronky, sorry, pardon me, Ronk, <laughs> force of habit. <laughs> Florent Hayward, all excellent. Agreed. Agreed. Wait, you can't dis- you can't disagree. No, you can't. They were all excellent. Uh, this one from Atticus Saunders. Ronk and roll, baby. Don't mind oh. that. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that, Tommy. <laughs> don't know about that. Well, you know, it's a play so, on what, words. What, what, what a, a world we live in. Words, <laughs> what a world we live in where you can allow that sort of thing. Yeah, that's uh, outrageous. Matty Heed, Florent taking the game on at every occasion. Got he a does. diamond there. He does, doesn't he? It's fantastic. And here's one from, uh, well, heard this name before, Ben Andrew. Ronk equals goat. Explain, Benny. Goat emoji. Goat emoji. <laughs> goat emoji. <laughs> well, what do you mean, please explain? Greatest of all time. It is the greatest of all time. Seven and ten tackles. Never that is it. the greatest third game performance In the history ever. of In the AFL. history. It, yep. will, it will probably never be topped. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, no. If I'm a betting man, not making him. Gamble responsibly. The goat. Not many have done it. Uh, done it like Benny Ronk did in his third game. Also, oh, Benny, Benny, Benny Ronk. Oh, Benny Ronk. Oh, just, Benny I'll Ronk. Yeah, no, yeah. We'll get that right by the end of the year. Um, also, in our second segment, we like to pose a social question to the True yes. Bloods faithful. And with a big game coming up against Fremantle this Saturday night, we thought maybe we have to take down one of their prime movers. And Nat Fife has been in really solid touch this year with thirty-one point six disposals per game. We asked True Bloods faithful who's going to take him down and. Had a few responses to that as well. I um, I like this one. This is similar to to my way of thinking. Um, no tag. Let Kennedy go head to head with him and make Fife accountable when J- Josh Kennedy goes forward. Hewitt not good enough overhead to make a real impact if tagging Fife. That was Jaden Vutukuri. Sorry if I muck that up, Jaden. Um, I tend to agree with that. I would just. And put Parker on him, not I, Kennedy. I really like the insight about 
um, she, Hewitt, not good overhead. Not going as well overhead. Yeah, and that is that is the difference in yeah. what he's done on Mitchell versus what he'd be and, up against. And that's, that's the thing. Mitchell and Fife are such different players. Yeah. Like, it, literally opposite ends of the spectrum. And Fife is so good overhead and in the air. Um, Hewitt can't do it, I don't think. Here's a question for you. Jones. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I just... I just think you need a bigger body, to be honest. A taller. Yeah. Taller player. Yeah. To be honest, for mine, it's it's Kennedy and and, pa- and Parker. Yeah. Going. I, I don't mind this idea from Matt Brooks. Uh, Rampy is the best candidate when he goes forward. However, maybe too strong if he is in the middle. Give Hewitt the job in the midfield and hand him off to Rampy when Fife pushes forward. Well, Tommy, we, we discussed this before. Fremantle's weakness is their forward line. Yep. Um. They've got players out in their forward line. No Walters. No Walters, which Rampy would usually go to. Yep. Um, so that's, a, again, that's the right track because Rampy could probably do that. Will, Will Token gets a call out here for sure. I don't think it's a concern. If I were Ross the boss, I'd be sending five to Ronky to try and keep him under five goals. <laughs> <laughs> In all serious, George will run with him and do fine. I'm more excited about the Chief taking on Sandy. Yeah, Great huge. point, Will. Great point. Huge. That is going to be massive. Chief taking on Sandy. Can't wait for that. Absolutely. That'll, that'll be his biggest test to date because they're very different players. They're all his biggest test to date, though. That's the thing. Yeah. He's had a massive... God, he's, he's been He's fantastic. had such a big month, Cal, and he's, he's uh, made every post a winner. Tommy, you got someone funky for us? Well, I might have a obscure swan for you, Benny, in uh, just a few moments. So that is the wrap for our... What have you done? ...social interaction uh, segment. And now we uh, like to move on to a segment we like to call the oh. obscure swan. And this week... We don't mind it at all, do it we, is, Tommy? It's all mine, and you boys have got the uh, the Your guessing brain, game. Your brainchild, mate. We're we're stuffed, Benny. We are gonna, absolutely I was just stuffed. Wrap up the pod there and head home. To be yeah. honest, <laughs> going to either crack out Google or or go home. Hailing from the Pennant Hills Demons in Sydney, Jesus Christ! This man represented New South Wales in the 1993 Teal Cup and was drafted with a 1993 zone selection. After two years in the reserves, he made his debut in 1996 and would go on to play four games that year. He had a breakout year in 1997 where he played 20 games, one of which was round nine against Collingwood and his performance of 22 disposals, two goals, three goal assists, earned him a rising star nomination and the three Brownlow votes. He followed that up in round 17 when he took 10 marks and booted five goals in a 37-point win over West Coast. In the opening game of the 2000 season, uh, at Optus Oval, he copped a hard bump from Aaron Hamill. It caused a thigh injury that took a month to heal. He had the rest of the year in the reserves and was then delisted after three games on the interchange bench. Brisbane picked him up for the following season, which he played another three games before being delisted again as the 2000 season yeah. that uh, Brisbane picked him up. His father, George, played five games and kicked four goals for Fitzroy back in 1966. He was, a for, he was a forward ruckman that wore number 31 in his first three years for us, then changed to the number 15 for the start of the 1999 season and then changed again to the number 30 when he went to Brisbane. Oh, God. I'm absolutely yeah, bloody I'm nowhere. nowhere, like, Ben. Nowhere. I'm nowhere. For God's sake, you've just named... You just played, did he play for two clubs or three clubs? No, two. Just for Sydney us, and it was three games for Brisbane. Brisbane. 
And he was a. So uh, when did he retire? I thought we when were did, doing. I thought yeah. we were doing two thousand yeah, onwards. I don't think you. You haven't really gone with the brief, Tommy, but we'll allow it. Um, what year did he retire? So he was delisted by Brisbane at the end of the year two thousand. God, that is eighteen years ago. It is. I, I reckon <laughs> once I say his name, though, you, you boys will be kicking yourselves that you didn't get it. He, he is a notable cult figure. Yeah, then. but that's the problem. If he's notable. He's not obscure. <laughs> he's definitely got a fair bit of obscurity. Oh, well, it. what is it, Tommy? What is it, mate? I'm Who getting a bit it? confused here. He's a, he's a bit of both. Should we open it up? Should we open it up to the, the followers? The faithful. See, see if... Uh, oh, they'll be able to Google it. Just yeah, tell us, Tommy. It's Stephen Carey. No, no, oh, no, no takers. You know what, mate? Honestly... That's it's not it's not what uh, I don't think that's what Mads had in mind when he uh, when he introduced <laughs> the segment. If I'm being honest, <laughs> no one remembers Stephen Carey. Fair whack, fair whack. I remember the name, but yeah. I am never. I've never seen him play. Put it that way. Yeah, I wouldn't remember him yeah. playing. Yeah. For example, when he took how many marks and booted five? Yeah, and he like, got, got a thigh right. injury from Aaron Hamill. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Hamill bowled him over. <laughs> oh, who didn't Aaron Hamill bowl over? <laughs> Ah, uh, bloody hell. All right. So I'll mark that down no. as a fail for yeah, me. That's for a, the no, no, no. It's a fail, it's a fail for us. But, that's uh, cheating. It's bloody cheating. Yeah, it's He's not... done it deliberately because we were just starting to catch him. Yeah, we were. We were. We were doing well. I feel oh, like, yeah, Tommy, I feel like Tommy, we're taking Tommy, a back step. Tommy, Tommy, yeah. 2,000 onwards, mate. 2,000 onwards. <laughs> I'll remember that for next time, boys. I thought I was being dubious with my 1999 draft year. <laughs> like, <laughs> with Ben Fixter. <laughs> Oh, never mind. How about we take a break, collect ourselves? Yeah, let's get over that dubious segment that we just had. And <laughs> we'll dubious take... is the word. <laughs> and we'll take another dubious. break here on True Bloods. You're listening to True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Benny, he's a ruck forward. He's a ruck forward. You should remember him. Stephen Carey. He's a, you are. You're, you're, not, you're not getting away with you this You are one. a clown. <laughs> you are an absolute clown. <laughs> you are taking the piss. Tom, you are taking the piss with that one. Unbelievable. Christ, oh, right. Welcome back to True Bloods. And now oh, we're we back on. We are. We Bloody are. Hell. And we'll get stuck right into the round nine clash against Fremantle. Massive game coming up and we just have to get a win on the SCG, don't we? We really do. We've only had one, haven't we? Yeah, just the GWS win. Yeah, we, we we need it because it should be our fortress, by all means. And it's just not at the moment. Ben, I don't like it. I don't I've like voiced, it at all. I've voiced my opinion on this multiple times over the last mm. few weeks. Yeah. We it's need to turn this around on the SCJ. I reckon we can do it this week. Yep. No, Big I'm ba- time. I'm backing it. I reckon yeah. uh, Tommy McCartan's going to help us out a little bit on the SCJ. I reckon, I reckon he'll bob up with a few. But as I said... Freo don't have much of a forward line. Yep. They really don't. And Walters is is the great wide hope for them, and he's just not going to be there, is he? Yep. No Walters, so. no Brad Hill, no Nathan Wilson, no Lee Spur. Yeah. Probably the biggest names out for the Dockers. They're uh, playing some good footy, though. They are sitting 12th uh, with four wins, percentage of 94.3, and we're in seventh um, with five wins, percentage of 106.6. So they're around the mark. We're just in the eight. We need to keep winning and push for top four. We can't... Let this one slip, and then yep. Dockers potentially have a chance of taking our spot in the eight. Mm-hmm. 
Agreed. Uh, and so I, tightly contested in the eight at the moment. Yeah, uh, that's the yeah. thing. If you drop we're a game... In, we're in what? Equal third? Yeah, if you, if you drop a game, you're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Especially, I mean, we've got actually a pretty handy month coming up, to be honest. We do, we do. We've got, we should, by all means, win four from four. That's an interesting point that you make, Mads. And when you look at the ladder... And effectively what our... Third and 13th start, separated by game. Well, effectively what... We've played so Who we've sides. played. We've had a really gruelling start to uh, to the home and away season. Can, can I so. run you through it? We've beaten West Coast. Yeah. In West Coast. We've beaten Geelong in Geelong. Great win. We've beaten GWS. Great win. We've beaten Hawthorne at Great the win. G. Like, that's... Yeah, yeah. great win. That's phenomenal. Big starts, big starts. That's phenomenal. And once we, once we get into form and we really get a jog on some of those losses I can't uh, I mean I just don't think Adelaide are that good uh, sorry scratch that I don't think they're as good as they were last year yeah correct I, don't, I think the same of Port I think Port are either there or they're not um, speaking of did anyone see yeah, the finished a, what a down. If, you, if you didn't do yourself just a favour hop on the AFL app and get around the, the last two minutes it will make your day it was absolutely unbelievable footage. It was home and host for Adelaide. Heartbreak for well, Adelaide. It's always it, it fun was to watch. home. It was home and host for Port. Yeah, and then Adelaide s- stole it. Yeah, until and then Motlop into the Motlop. Yeah, he paid dividends, didn't he? Dead Big set. time. First ever showdown. Yeah, kicks a goal. Yeah, that's huge. Shimmy, shimmy. He kicks a, a goal. He'd had a pretty quiet day up until then, and then he just that's all. That's all Motlop needs, though. Yep. That's that's what you get him for. Just little moments. Yeah. Um, I reckon that's the best showdown there's ever been. Yeah, there's been yeah. a couple of great ones. I love the one where Wingard popped up late and yeah. took that mark and kicked the goal to put him in front. With yeah. Without getting carried away, though, um, I think the matches that we've lost, we will win when we if when and if we come up against those sides. Right, those later wrongs. In the seasons, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. we've got those covered. So Fremantle's form line coming into this one. They beat St Kilda last week by 40 points. Got trounced by Richmond at the G the previous week. Just narrowly lost in the Derby by eight points to West Coast the week before that and belted the Bulldogs the week before that. So um, they're in pretty good touch. Been beaten by two really good sides in the last month and they've smacked two really ordinary sides in the last month. So they're coming in pretty decent form. But what goes against them is their record against us where they're averaging... 97-point losses in their last two games against us. Last year, round 21, we beat them 22 goals, 11-143 to Fremantle, 5-9-39. And in the previous game, we beat them 21 goals, 11-137 to Fremantle, 7-5-47. So uh, Fremantle haven't been able to exceed seven goals against us in the last two years. They're going to have to do that to beat us this time. And realistically, our back line's as strong as ever. Yep. So you probably don't love their chances. That being said, they're a much better side. They're they're playing some really good footy. Let's let's not undersell yep. Rio at the moment. They're they're really good. And Fife for mine will win the Brownlow Medal. Fife, Neil, Mundy, Stephen Hill. It's been yep. a great quartet for them in there. And you throw Sanderlands in, who's pr- probably the premier ruckman in the competition. When he's fully fit, he's pretty hard to stop. I thought Chief was taking oh, that ap- title. Apart, Tommy. apart from the great man Chief, who is always the premier ruckman in the competition. Absolutely. The premier ruckman. <laughs> Jeez, I love it. It's got a nice ring to it, doesn't it? How's he going to go up against Big Sandy? They're very different players, aren't they? Look, he'll, he'll compete, as he always does. Uh, he'll, he'll scrap he'll ha- at ground level. He'll have him on aerobic capacity. 
You'll yeah. get to more contests. Yeah. The Sandy is quite quick, though, for a big fella. Uh, no, yeah, deceptively absolutely. Deceptively quick. Absolutely. He does cover the ground pretty well um, when he's fit. Um, but, yeah, Cal will compete like he always does. He'll, he'll throw himself in there. And I think uh, scrapping at ground level with the clearances, Cal's been really good at that in the last month or so. So we look for a bit more of that this week against the Dockers. Um, look at through their list, through their 22, and a couple of youngsters have started to come along in leaps and bounds. Connor Blakely, uh, Ed Langdon, uh, Liam Ryan, they've been, sorry, uh, Luke Ryan, they've been pretty impressive for the Dockers this year. So yeah. they've, they've got some developing role players that we'll get a good look at this weekend. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the, the thing is, we sit here and we, we, we talk about these other sides and is it, do this analysis. And I mean, you kind of you listen to that and then you go, what are they talking about? Yeah. You've got this kid, Ronk, who's just popped up and kicked seven. You've got Hayward. Yeah. You've got Florent. Kennedy, Parker. The, the, the lists yeah. are endless. I, I think I'm glad Buddy isn't playing this weekend, to be honest. He, I don't think we need him to play this weekend. It's not a scenario. I where will we, take we need him to... back as soon as we can get him, though, personally. Oh, how much? Of, of course, but I mean, I, d- I don't want him to spend any more time out than he necessarily needs to. So if he came back and re-injured something, yeah, you don't, that want, would you, you be, don't want to rush him back. Yeah, yeah, that would be an absolute travesty. If we can maintain this rage until that we had on Friday night, until he gets back, yeah. gee, the other sides are going to be absolutely packing themselves when yep. Buddy does finally return. They're going to be... Oh, they're not going to like that. And I reckon what a what a bonus it was. We, we've already spoken about him, but Dan Robinson as an inside mid, other sides would look at that and go, "Geez, I found a bloody, I found yeah. another one." Mm. And it, we thought he was a dark, exactly but right. now he's, he's a gun. Yeah, yeah, yep. absolutely. They found another one. Um, Hanabry's odds on to come back this weekend as well. Yep. That's, oh. So I don't know who goes out for him. What do you think, Tommy? Look, personally, I'd. Leave I'd, keep the, I'd leave the team. I'd be, I'd be happy to leave it. And, and like, I'm not pulling out Tom McCartan to bring in a small. Um, I'm, I can't, you're not taking Robinson out of that side. How, the do, you, way he played. how, do, you, how do you do it? Like, is it, you is can't it un- being wrong. That being said, that being said, and this goes back to something I said a few weeks ago. You've got a bloke who is effectively viewed as one of the best players on our list, most important players on our list in Dan Hannibal. You've got Dan Robinson, who is, yes, he's played extremely well, a and he certainly player, doesn't. Though. He doesn't deserve to be dropped, but he's a fringe player. And you look at it like that. But he's in great last in, first out. He's in great form. He's that that, that was an awesome game that he played. I, I, I can't. Pass I, I would. I would make the. Is he in great form? He's, he's or did he play well, Benny? He's quicker than Dan Hannibal. He is. He is. We need speed at the moment. Especially going against Freo, and what and he allows us to release blokes like Parker and Kennedy yeah. forward, yeah. having him in the side. Heaney can go forward. We've got just that extra one, yeah. that extra rotation in there. No, his boys all just message message Dan and just tell him we don't need him anymore. He <laughs> no, can, I'm, not, uh, <laughs> not, yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying while while he's uh, still on the recuperation trail, even if he is, I'm fit, right there with you. Even I, if I he's know fit, exactly you, what you mean. We've got the luxury to rest him. So yeah, yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, you want these guys a hundred percent. At the end of the day. That's probably my my angle, to be yeah. honest. I don't really. There's not, what, you you know what we said ha- at the start of the season. Yeah. If you don't, if, if you don't have to have yeah. to be there, leave it. Yeah. Well, let's bang through these tips, boys. Adelaide Western Bulldogs Friday seven twenty p.m. Adelaide Oval. Adelaide. Adelaide. Yep. Adelaide for me. Uh, North Melbourne v GWS Bluntstone Saturday. North 145. Melbourne. 
North G- Melbourne. GWS. North Melbourne for me. Out we come, out we come, out we come to play. That's enough. Yeah. Thank you, Madison. <laughs> Gold Coast Wars, Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide. In China. Port Adelaide. China. In, in China. But uh, the great opportunity for the Gold Coast. If China, you, you know, China, it's, China, it's China. Tough to go, tough I know to, a lot of people in China. Tough to take the big international flight and still play well on the day. Gold Coast, great Gold international long haul. Yeah, um, apparently it's sold out, and it could be a great game. It, yeah. There's a lot. There's so much on the line for both these sides. Port Adelaide just clinging to their spot in the eight. Uh, Suns, are, Suns are fourteenth, and they've got a chance. Could be a beauty. Yeah. Could be the best game ever played in China. Didn't, I didn't. I didn't mind the game against um, against Melbourne from Gold yeah, Coast. They were, pretty, yeah. they were pretty solid. But that being said, Port. I think they'll be riding the lightning yeah, after probably. their showdown win. Oh, I'm never going to tip Essendon Thunder again. Punk. Geelong to win for me at the MCG 435. Well, I think you'd be, I think you'd be a, f- a fool if you tipped uh, Geelong over Essendon regardless. Uh, uh, sorry, <laughs> Essendon oh. over Geelong. Regardless. I was about to say. Oh. Um, yeah, they are just oh, boy, they, are, they are just <laughs> oh. a rabble of a club, aren't they? Junk. Mark Neal, how about that? Not even the head coach still got sacked. So, so I read today. <laughs> you wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole, <laughs> yeah, would you? Yeah, you just couldn't, could you? I read today that no strategic football instructions are to come from anyone but Mark Neald, Bomber Thompson, and someone else. No, Mark and, Harvey. And Mark Harvey. And Sorry. Mark Harvey. Right, Bomber's, yeah, Bomber's, Bomber's going right. through Bomber's, a little bit Bomber's of his own Bomber's stuff. Bomber's got his own right. stuff Bomber's not giving any <laughs> strategy Mark advice Harvey. to anyone, is he? Um, that's And no, no other assistant coaches could give advice. And that's, it's an interesting setup, isn't that's, it? That's, that's, the link man, the gatekeeper. So it's a bit weird, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, no, don't, don't rate that. Um, yeah. Woosha, the pharmacist. <laughs> pies to bounce back against St Kilda, Eddie had? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, pies, pies are in good nick. You know what? They could no, have won that no, game. No Pendlebury. They lost Darcy Moore and... Um, Jamie Elliott. And Jamie Elliott. Yeah. Uh, Howe has gone down. Is in doubt for this week. Yeah, they've copped it um, soft tissue wise. And they? to be honest, if they had just kicked straight, they would have beaten Geelong. Yeah. Correct. They had majority of the play from pretty much second half of the third quarter onwards. Can I? Can I also say? Can we just take a backwards step? I know. I know you hate North, and I hate North too, right? But again, if Ben Brown had kicked straight, they would have beaten Richmond. Yep. North, North they're not, gar- they're not garbage anymore. They're not garbage. They'll beat GWS. Yeah, They'll beat GWS by six goals. Yeah. God, I hate them. I'll yeah. thrash them. I'll thrash GWS. Yeah. Uh, Carlton versus Melbourne, 110 MCG on Sunday. Oh, do you know what? Carlton. <laughs> so brave. Carlton. No, I can't. I yeah. can't. Yeah, I can't it's got to be the days. Mate, they'll be riding so high right now. Gorn, Oliver, Hogan. That's... They'll get it done. I reckon they'll, they'll get it done. They should. Away. They by all means should. I reckon but they will. Jack Viney might be back as well. We'll see. That would be massive. That'd yeah. be nice for, for the D. Did he fans. play VFL last week? Yep, played yeah. VFL on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, Brisbane versus Hawthorne at the Gabba, 3.20 Sunday. Hawthorne will yeah, take this one out pretty yep. comfortably they with a bit of Hodgie sting against in the tail. Yeah. They'll be furious. Hope he's ready to give away a few free kicks. You heard me, Clarko. Uh, you dog. And the final game of the round, West Coast Eagles taking on Can Richmond. I second versus wait, first. Is that twilight on that Sunday? That is 4.40 at Optus Stadium. A what a beauty of a game. time slot, yes. Oh, 4.40. You know what I love about a 4.40 game at, uh, at Optus? What? It's a nice long afternoon oh, yeah. on the yeah, couch. Absolutely. It's a great afternoon on the couch. Yeah. Uh, over there, West Coast for mine. Richmond is seriously good, but yeah. over there. 
Yeah. Over there, I'm going to back West Coast to jog it out. So am I. I reckon they're the real deal. Oh, we got three tipping the Eagles. The Rich- Richmond, the reigning premiers and undefeated, but... Oh, no, they've lost one, haven't they? Yeah, well, they haven't lost many. But uh, they're going to lose this one. The mighty they West are. Coast Eagles yep. are going to get up because they are a pretty good side over there. And the fans at Optus Stadium are going to go berserk. They'll be rabid. Absolutely. Tommy... Got a bit of a reserves update for us. Do have a reserves update. The reserves had their first win of the year after a couple of tight losses in recent weeks. The boys have had a 31-point win over GWS, which is great to see. Harry Marsh, uh, he led from the front. Terrific in midfield around the stoppages and booted a couple of goals. Uh, Darcy Cameron uh, rucked and competed well and also kicked two goals. And it was good to see Nick Newman, Alir Alir and Colin O'Reardon all named in the best. And they'll be all looking to press for a senior spot in the coming weeks. So great result for the reserves really there. Really so. excited to see Alir Alir in the best. Yeah. That is what we want, we boys. Want, yeah. We want him and Newman, I reckon. Harry Marshall, obviously, has been great and in and out of the side all, all year. But if those three stay in the best, I'm, I'm really happy about that. Yeah, it's, it's, Means uh, they're ready to go. Yeah, it's great signs for our defence with... Marsh, Newman, Alir. Oh. We've got so much depth in our back six, yeah. don't we? Yeah, ma- massive amount of depth. Mel- uh, Melik and Judah come back pretty soon as well. Those Wonderful. guys all not getting a game at the moment. So, yeah, that's a good sign as the back six is doing its job pretty well. Uh, one to look out for in the coming weeks or for the rest of the year. He's not on our list, but he is a um, Sydney Swans reserve listed player. Uh, Adam Tip and Goody, cousin of... Yeah. Tip and Woody. Tip and Woody. Woody. Cousin of uh, Essendon's Anthony McDonald. Tip and Woody. Yes. He was super. He kicked three goals kicked and he three, was really he? Yeah. exciting. Really exciting ground level player uh, in the forward pocket. Um, and with that win, we stay in touch uh, in the race for the Neafall finals. I nearly said Neafall again. Uh, and move up to eighth this weekend. The reserves have got a huge task this weekend, taking on the top of the table Southport Sharks at the SCG in the curtain raiser to the Dockers game. Just quickly... Smooch, 200. 200. Smooch, legend, mate. We love your work, The double ton. What a legend. Nick Smith, absolute superstar. He's just been the ultimate competitor for us. Without all the hard jobs. Without one Brownlow vote in his whole career, he's not had one. Come on, umps. Get him one. Get him one. You know what? He wouldn't even care. He wouldn't wouldn't bother him. (laughs) It would not bother him in the slightest. Plays his role. He's kicked a goal. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, he's kicked a couple of goals. He's kicked a couple. He's kicked a couple. He's kicked a couple. No, he's a legend. That's how I'd prefer, mate. Yeah, I, I myself, in a former life, back when I actually played, was a backman. I used to love pressing up the ground and kicking a goal. I used to love it. How many did you kick? Uh, across, across. Well, there was one. There was actually one year where I bobbed up a couple of times. To be honest, we were, we were pretty com- we were pretty uh, pretty confident uh, at the fields. We were winning pretty comfortably, and when you're winning comfortably, it's kind of like, well, what? So what if we get hurt on the rebound once or twice? You know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna <laughs> lose us the game. So I'd often just pop up, get a handball off, just when uh, some of the younger fellas were a little boy. too, were a little too far out. Little oh, cheapy, little cheapy around the around the corner. Yeah, I reckon we're done here, Flanners. Yep, this has been True Bloods, the number one Sydney Swans fan <laughs> podcast, and that is it for another week. Calm the mighty bloods for this Saturday night against Frio, seven twenty-five at the SCG, and make sure you check us out on all Jeez. the social channels: iTunes, Wooshka, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks to Madison Clark and Ben Andrew for being here once again. Always a pleasure. Up the bloods. Yep, my name is Tommy Flanagan. It has been a pleasure. We will see you next week on True Bloods. Up the Swannies. This has been a Podular Media production.